Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the show. If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, check us out on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast. On Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod. Uh, you can find us on Reddit. Uh, it's reddit.com backslash r backslash Tinfoil Hat Show. Or all comedy t shirts.com. If you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, go ahead and email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Operation Snow White. I have not, but I do love these operations, dude. I think that's one of my favorite things is when I find out about a new operation. Oh, you won't like this one. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying I like what they all represent. I usually don't like what they represent. I just love that they they've actually named this shit. Well, this isn't by the military industrial complex in operation. This is by a gentleman who goes by the name of L. Ron Hubbard. Oh shit. This might be the reason it's on the Patreon because if we were to put out, it's interesting. Um, I was talking to someone that's deep in the YouTube, and they're like, "Yeah, you guys are doing conspiracy theories. Just don't ever do anything on Scientology, like ever, because you will regret it." And so I was like, "Well, now we now we have to do it." it. So I found a little story that I thought was interesting enough, and so here it goes. As early as 1960, L. Ron Hubbard had proposed that the Scientologists should infiltrate government departments by taking secretarial, bodyguard, and other random jobs. In 1966, L. Ron Hubbard created the Guardian's Office, which was to protect the interests of Scientology against the derogatory claims and statements of X and uh, people that were against, basically, Scientology. Several years later, in 1973, the Guardian's Office began a massive infiltration of governments around the world, though primary target was the operation was the United States. Worried about Scientology's long reputation, the Guardian's Office decided to infiltrate Interpol to obtain documents related to Scientology, as well as those connecting L. Ron Hubbard to criminal activity. He called it Operation Snow White. This project included a series of infiltrations into and thefts from 136 government agencies, foreign ambassadors, consulates, as well as private organizations critical of Scientology, carried out by church members in more than 30 countries. And I'll stop there for a minute. Uh, you're in Hollywood, and you've been in Hollywood for a long time, yeah. Sam. Have you ever had a run-in with Scientology? Oh, yeah, all the time, dude. All the time. You don't need to name them, but do you have any friends that are Scientologists? Uh, I do not. I've done shows where I've made fun of Scientologists, and they kind of go, they get kind of weirded out, you know? Um, they, they get mad when you make fun of them. But everyone else can take a joke, like uh, uh, the, the urban room, so the black people could take a joke, ladies right. could take a joke, right, Muslims, right, dungeon right. Jews, but not Scientologists, you're saying? Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, for sure. They're, they're very, I open up now during the holidays, and I wish everybody a happy holiday. I go, uh, Merry Christmas, Christians. Happy Hanukkah, Hebrews. Uh, Scientologists, I don't know what you celebrate. I guess happy return the magic robot, whatever that is. <laughs> Enjoy that. And, you know, sometimes people laugh and sometimes people stare. I don't know, man. Uh, but, yeah, and here's the thing about Scientologists, dude. Here's the thing about Scientologists that I find they they all – have this like 
Nothing. No, uh, nobody. They all plain Janes. There. Nobody has anything that stands out. You never see them going. Obviously, the famous ones do. The actors and actresses. They they tend to have some famous looks. But I mean, the average ones, the foot soldiers that you see on Hollywood Boulevard, they never like. They all look this. They like have this very plain Jane, plain Joe kind of look to them. It's very interesting. They look like Mormon flight attendants. They from really Utah. do. When you come to LA, they always say you got to be one of uh, you got to be one of four groups. You have to be uh, in in a, the a Jew, uh, AA, the gay mafia, or Scientology. Those are the four groups you got to join in some co- sort of capacity in order to make it in Hollywood. I hear that all the time. It's a, it's a running joke, but there is something to that. Is uh, this is kind of the great beyond, and maybe hopefully this is yours. Scientists have discovered the oldest monster black hole ever that is 800 million times more massive than the sun. See, numbers like that, I can't wrap my head around. I can't wrap. You ever try to just think about space? Just like space. And like try to think of infinity. You're, you hit a wall. You're like, okay, I'm done. We're out. How no, far do you get? I don't go far. I can go maybe 20 seconds and like just flying through infinity. And then my brain goes, no, we're not getting anywhere. I close my eyes and I try to see if I can see the inside of my skull. Now, do it real quick. Let's see how it looks like. And what does inside your skull look like? I see some geometric patterns from time to time, but every now and then... I get the feeling that I'm looking down on something revolving. Like I'm like the International Space Station. And I can really? See Earth. I don't know if that's because uh, maybe it's just I'm seeing my reflection of my eyes inside my eyelids. But uh, I tend to close my eyes a lot and try to meditate to stop all the banging monkeys inside my brain from uh, causing me to lose it. From time but to just time. think about this, dude. Just think about this. I mean, we're talking a black hole. It's so interesting how angry people are. And I talk about this on stage. It's like, Eddie thinks the world's flat. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, is that any crazier than the world was created in six days that some religious people think? That a guy walked on water, died, could turn water into wine, if you believe in that? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. Eddie hasn't completely, his whole thing is he doesn't trust NASA. Okay, August Ames is her name. And she killed herself because of online bullying, right? That's what they're saying? Uh, She's being, listen to this. She is being, being accused of homophobia for refusing to do a scene with an actor who had appeared in gay porn. And she said that that was a big way of getting HIV. I never heard of any woman being accused of homophobia. And that's what gets us to what I want to talk about with you. I've, I've always said that men can have sex with something they don't like. We've seen where races have had interracial children with black women, you know? Mm-hmm. But can a woman be accused, like, I don't see women having sex with people that they're not attracted to. So is this homophobia, or does this fall under not being attracted to it? 
And I bring this up because a friend of mine who's a black guy accused this chick of being a racist because she didn't want to sleep with black men. And I go, how's that any different than her not wanting to sleep with short men? Or tall guys? Or fat guys? Just what she's into. Or not into. Because, I mean, people say some fucked up shit in our comments. But that's why I stopped reading it because I'm like... I read a hundred positive comments, and if I read two, it just ruins my day. So. What were you saying about Tiger Belly? About how crazy the comments on that was? Where and what Bobby Lee's come up to us and say when we saw him at the store? Bob, it was great. I mean, Bobby's a sweetheart. He's been he's been always kind to me ever since I first met him. And like, I was a fan of Tiger Belly before I met him, but like, me and him had real conversations. I'm not saying go and bombard uh, Bobby if you see him out and about, but he's a generally a pretty uh, sweet, honest, nice guy. I like how it brought you guys back together. He said it was one of the best ones they've ever done. He was stoked on this. Right, and then you came and told me, do not read the comment section. Yeah, I was like, did you read them? You're like, no. I was like, good, uh, don't. Because, because what were they saying in them? It's either, it's a knife's edge. Either mad love, you know, enjoyed it, or straight up vicious like hatred there's no like that's just it in the comment section there is no tepid warm water it's either scalding hot hate or like sweet sweet like sugary love <laughs> is unorthodox diet which consists of simply snorting methamphetamine to lose weight <laughs> the man declared the meth doesn't make me crazy man the lizard people are real. In light of his admitted drug use, the cops transferred the man to medical facility and is uncertain as to whether or not he will face any charges on the odd incident. While he was unable to find nor fight the reptilians believed to be behind his family's kidnapping, it appears that the man did accomplish one facet of his mission. When he asked why he had gotten out of his car, he explained that he intended to cause a commotion so that the media would cover his story and share his reptilian news of the world. Well, dude, you know what? And they it. say meth. Nothing's good come from meth. Nothing, nothing good. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I, what's the most days you've gone without sleep? Uh, probably, probably like, Three or four days. I think I, I think I've done like th three at the uh, like two and a half. What's the most you've gone without eating? I like this. We went around the horn. We banged out some stuff because we can't do that on the normal podcast because people want to stay on one topic. And uh, this has been fun, Ryan. It's always a pleasure to rock with you, dog. Light a candle, and here's Carl Sagan. From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives the aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, 
every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings. How eager they are to kill one another. How fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe, are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known.